0: what up winners welcome back to focus on winning podcast my name is ashraf you know since right now it's a quarantine time because of coronavirus here in malaysia it's been two months of quarantine oh wow huh two months already huh times really flies fast right (laughs) and i know there are countries that has been in a lockdown for longer than that right and considering many people are staying in a house right now, that means they are most likely browsing social media more often than before, right? I mean, they are staying in a house and and they have a lot of gadgets. So, browsing social media is the new norm, I guess, right? Unless they don't use social media for their business. And, you know, at the same time, advertisements are popping out left and right and i realized that all of them are about new business opportunities like you know e-commerce or social media managers or youtube course or maybe instagram course and all that there are a lot of it i stumble many of the ads especially on facebook so you know i'm i'm not saying it's bad um what i'm saying is they are using facebook ads to advertise their products and they're all saying the same things that uh, this this is the, the the new opportunity. This is the pandemic proof. This is the you know uh, everyone saying that they their products are the best. You know while they are saying their products are the best products, little did they know that Facebook ads is the best opportunity right now. I mean all of you are using Facebook ads to advertise your products, so why not learn Facebook ads, right? So, I really believe that Facebook ads is the best opportunities to learn and master. So, if you know how to do Facebook ads properly or even at the intermediate level, then maybe you can sell your service to them. Boom, right? It's like boom. Um, (laughs) I mean, you just learn how to promote their product, right? It's, It's really amazing if you ask me. And let them be the face of the ads while you be the person that shows their face to the world. You don't have to show your face, you just be the person behind it, right? And, you know, it's not the fame we are after, it's the money, right? (laughs) I know it sounds evil, but hey, play smart, not hard, right? So today's episode is about three steps to scale Facebook ads. And the person that I am interviewing is really good at doing this. Her name is Michelle Bridger. She has years and years of experience. Her, her origin story is really amazing. You should listen to it. And she has helped a lot of clients and using her techniques and skills, she has helped a lot of big influencers like Jenna Kutcher, Julie Stoyan, Natalie Hudson. Alison Prince and many other big names out there to generate over $20 million in revenue. Oh my god, that was crazy. Michelle, how did you do that? So that is why we are going to uncover that in this episode, okay? And before you listen to this interview, I have something special that I want to give you at the end of the episodes. So stay until the end to know what that is and This is really special. I and I'm sure you are going to love it. So without wasting any more time. Let's begin So the real question is this how would an entrepreneur like us who literally start from nothing or
1: has limited resources and yet still wants to build an empire Join Usheruff as he answers this big question so you can apply it too. Welcome to Focus on Winning.
0: Hey, Michelle, say what's up to our listeners and tell us one of the best things that ever happened in your entrepreneurial journey.
1: Oh, Um, hey, I'm really glad to be here. I am so Mm -hmm. glad to be here. Here and sharing tips on Facebook advertising because of what a significant difference they make. And we can go over that. One of the funnest things that have happened um, or one of the best, um, yes. <laughs> you know, I really love to teach and train. And so when I get an opportunity to be on stage, to teach, to train, it just lights up my soul. So I think that's the best. Like, I can't think of one particular speaking engagement, but Um, but any chance I get to do that, it just, it just lights me up.
0: Ooh, have you speak in any other event?
1: Mm -hmm. I've spoken at Ben Cummings event is one I did that was in Las Vegas to 200 entrepreneurs who were selling, especially on Amazon. And so I was teaching and training them how to use Facebook ads. So that was a big one. And then lots of other smaller stages. And of course, virtually.
0: Hmm. hmm. And, you know, it's funny that you used to think that Facebook was a complete waste of time. And now you have used Facebook <laughs> as your business and now you have become an expert in Facebook ads. So why did you why did you change that perspective?
1: Oh, you know, it, the irony is just incredible, because when I was raising my kids on a ranch, um, in North Texas, just the idea of having time for social media was like, who has time for that? And <laughs> the irony yeah, well, I do. Um, and so after um, a divorce in 2012, um, I needed an income, I needed it in a hurry. And I still had two of my kids at home. And mm-hmm. so I needed to be able to Um, do something that significant that I could do from home and I had started a business and I ran Facebook advertising tried to run Facebook advertising for it and I took a course on how to do Facebook advertising and I just was amazed by how powerful and effective the platform was Mm -hmm. and so by that time I was in a mastermind with other colleagues who had good offers, but weren't doing webinars yet. And I said, Hey, you do a webinar and Mm -hmm. I'll, um, I'll run ads to it for you. And so she, my friend Susan was game and we ran that she spent 800 in advertising in May 12,000. And she and I were both. (laughs) And And then I started to do webinar ads to webinars for my other colleagues in that mastermind. And so it was just, you know, person after person after person. And so I really, Um, became is my niche the business coaching um, consulting authors speakers became my niche and Mm -hmm. really love working with them and the value that they bring i also love how quickly facebook ads can take someone with significant expertise but not well known and just explode them and explode their growth so an example of that is Alison Prince, who was a successful entrepreneur selling e-commerce products, mm-hmm. but no one really knew her. And that was intentional. She wasn't trying to become known for the fact that she sold pillowcases, <laughs> but mm-hmm. she, she saw that she had something, a skill that she could teach other women how to create e-commerce businesses. And so she started to do her own ads for her online course called zero to 100 K. And she was making about $30,000 a month doing that. She'd been doing it for a couple months. But, you know, as with so many of my clients, the burden of Facebook ads just grows to a weight that you just can't carry anymore. And you know, it's not your genius and you know, it's not your expertise. And so she outsourced it to me and my team. And wow. in just a few months, we were able to take it from $30,000 a month to six figures a month. Within nine months, we, we, there had been an, over a million dollars brought through that funnel. So mm-hmm. um, um, lots and lots and lots of purchasers. And within 19 months, she was at 4.2 million had she had made in that funnel. And so that's the kind of significant growth. And now she, um, Allison used to be terrified to speak on stage. Now she's a Mm well-known and speaking all Mm -hmm. the time. And it's because she's become so well-known. Her ads are in front of her target audience, who's most likely to buy. And just the, the power of Facebook ads to be able to do that is like nothing else.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting that you have worked with this big influencer, right? Like Alison Prince and all other amazing influencers like Jenna Kutcher, David Seidman. Oh, my God. So how do you get to work with them?
1: You know, in the Facebook advertising world, it's very common to have trouble um let me say it this way, that it's really, really common that people will start to work, come to work with me and say, my last advertiser ghosted me. They they didn't do a good job. I couldn't get a hold of them. The communication was really poor or our results were poor. And so when someone finds a good advertiser, they're like, they start to tell their mastermind and they tell everyone. And so um, mm-hmm. people come to me on referrals all the time because they were so happy with the results. So we we get results and we communicate well and you know even yesterday I talked to someone who said, you know, I I had a team and they just they just ghosted me. So um yeah, that's I think that's why is because um the, I get so many referrals. My clients come and they stay for a long time and they refer lots of people to me. So from their masterminds.
0: Mhm. <laughs> That's the power of referral, right? Yeah, you get yeah. to work with this with this and and your first your first big influencer was Allison prince is is it
1: um you know let me think I've worked with so many so like going back through the years because I've been doing this for quite a while so I've worked with Rick Mulready and Tracy Matthews, which are big mm-hmm. names um um, Lisa Keeker, um, I did her very first launch and we took her to six figures on the very first launch, which is really, really unusual. And then the next launch at 300000 So um, Tracy Matthews, we were able to 10x her ad spend. So it was just outrageous what we were able to do. For Jenna, we were, she was at six figures still working one-on-one with people. She created a couple courses and we were able to take her to About 750,000 in one year. So that's remarkable. And that's the power of Facebook ads and the power of a good offer. Yep,
0: yep. So you you help them just promote their course, their e-commerce store, and what else?
1: Mm, Tell me a little bit. um, Yeah, people come to us if they have e-commerce stores. So we have several clients with e-commerce stores. Um, like Seven Degrees and Remag and other a couple of other companies. Um, and then we also work with people who have online courses. I see. Yeah. We also work with some people that are doing events, like mm-hmm. James McKinney of the Startup Story. He's running a very large event, very large event in the <laughs> Dallas Stadium. So um, we're using Facebook ads to fill those. So some really exciting opportunities.
0: All right, so Michelle, as I mentioned in the intro, we are gonna talk about the three tips on scaling to scale Facebook ads. So let's first talk about the challenges that people usually have when creating Facebook ads. What are they?
1: Okay, so when they're first starting out, it's the number one thing is the strategy. So um, having a clear plan of what to test, when to test it, how much money to put behind it, what to optimize for. The questions really are endless that you can go through to try and figure out what clear strategy and just taking a course gives you knowledge, but then how to put it into practice is challenging. And so um, the number one tip that I would have is have that clear strategy. So um you want to have a strategy before you ever start, because what often happens is that people feel like they're just throwing spaghetti at a wall. I had a talk to someone yesterday who's going to be bringing us on, and she literally said, "I just, I know that I'm just throwing spaghetti at a wall to see what sticks." And <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to really understand the results that I'm getting, and so having a clear plan. And this is where. Um, The step where it's so helpful to have someone come in and just, you know, help you to outline this is this. These are your offers. This is what you want to be testing. These are the results you could expect. These are the creatives in the ad copy you should test. And this is the sequence you should do it in. So people often hire me to do that type of strategy with them. That handholding is just so valuable. And so then they walk away with a clear plan. Now, that's if you're a beginner, but when you're running ads for a long time and you've been at this for a long time and you're looking to, you know, maybe you see your ROAS, your return on ad spend, taking a dive, or maybe you um, are seeing um You know, it's some of your metrics when you're scaling, it's very difficult to keep your metric Mm -hmm. high, like in the very beginning days that were so sweet and so wonderful. Like, yes. Um, But when you start to spend more money, your return on ad spend actually decreases. It's very common that that happens. And so having a clear strategy. And this is where I think it's so valuable to bring in someone from the outside. You know, you're running two, three, four thousand dollars a day. But bring someone in from the outside to just get a fresh set of eyes to look everything over. So and make you know because even if you can make the slightest one two three percent difference on your land conversion rate, increase the conversion rate on your landing page by even just a little bit. That's literally money in your pocket. So my number one tip is have a clear strategy and a plan, and talk to have someone give you the handholding or the outside perspective to be able to give you that
0: hmm. So that's the first step, having a clear strategy. Yes. Wait, is, is this the first step to scale Facebook ads?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh. Is that strategy and that plan? Yes.
0: Uh huh. I mean, uh, I was asking about the, the challenges that people have.
1: Well, yeah. And that feeds into the number one challenge is that people, oh. the, the challenge that people have is that they don't have a clear plan. And that's where people run into trouble all the time is they don't have a clear plan when they're first starting out. So they don't really know what to test. And they're just Mm -hmm. like throwing things into ads manager, hoping that it works, not sure what their results really mean. So that's the challenge that people have. Or when you get to the higher level, then getting that fresh set of eyes they're like I don't I know these are my results but I don't I don't know how to improve upon them so that's at the two different levels that's the challenge that people have
0: so what's the second step
1: okay second thing is the tip is to try different optimizations in your Facebook ads so what i mean by optimizations is that when you're doing a Facebook ad you choose what you want to optimize for and that means what you want Facebook to go look for. So if you're going to optimize for leads, that means Facebook, go find me people who will go enter their email information into my landing page. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or if you're optimizing for purchases, the Facebook, go find me people who are likely to purchase. So, and Facebook knows us so well that, they they can go find those people they're very very good those optimizations make a world of difference in a campaign so when you're mm-hmm. first starting out and you're running an evergreen funnel an evergreen webinar you're optimizing for people to complete the registration or sometimes we call that a lead i'm going to get a drink hang on all right <laughs> but as you once you've been testing your evergreen funnel for a while you want to test further up in the funnel you want to test um for optimal how you can optimize for um if they've watched the webinar for a while you can optimize for initiate checkout you can mm-hmm. optimize for purchase so testing different optimizations makes a world of difference in your return in your roi so it's It's not the first thing you test, but it's a super important thing to test. And people often miss that.
0: All right. And what's the third step?
1: The third one. The third one is engagement. So when you're running Facebook ads, one of the things that you're doing is you're retargeting people who have engaged on your fan page and in your Instagram. So they've liked, shared, commented, you can retarget those people and put, if they haven't purchased and put your offer in front of them. Mm -hmm. But what happens sometimes is that when you have a very active team and people, um, when you have a very active Facebook ads campaign, you know that that team is doing so much to in your ads and everything you can, you know, slow down on what you're doing in terms of organic engagement. But when when we've had that, when we've been running campaigns and the client team or the client is not doing as many Facebook lives, they're not in, you know, actively posting as much, we can see the difference in the ads on that retargeting side. So you both are so important. The organic, working the organic feeds the Facebook ads.
0: Right. So let me recap it for a quick review here. So the first step is having a strategy and the second step is optimization. The third step is engagement. And I, I kind of curious about the second step, which is optimization. And you say that when we optimize, they only want leads and buyers. And you say that Facebook has the algorithm to target buyers and leads. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
1: So Facebook knows what people are most likely to do, and so so when you set up an ad, you are you choose what optimization you want in that ad. You have to you have run. Excuse me. Sorry, I thought I had those turned off. Um, so <laughs> you you tell Facebook you have to in order for the ad to run, you have to choose your optimization. So in the optimization, normally you're choosing lead, which is the low part of the funnel. But Mm -hmm. as you get as you're running two, three, four thousand and higher per day through that funnel, you want to be testing different optimizations and ask Facebook, go look for people who are likely to purchase or Facebook, go look for people who are likely to hit the initiate checkout so there's lots of technical things behind it because Facebook has to find a significant number of purchases per per day or per week. And so, you know, you can you it's just a matter of testing what's going to bring in the most buyers for the least amount of money. So in the campaigns mm-hmm. that I've run, we've found that by testing the optimization, we can really raise the return on ad spend.
0: And I heard that if you bring people into the sales page that ads will be banned is that right mm,
1: tell me a little bit more about what's your tell me a little bit more about that
0: i mean uh i i read somewhere in the the affiliate book camp books if you ever if you have read that in that book right it says that you cannot just bring people into your sales page you have to bring people into a lead page, which just capture email and names, right?
1: Right. So when you're running Facebook ads, you want to, um, if you just if um let's use an example. So if mm-hmm. you, I had an offer for something, and I ran an ad. Let's see, let me make up something. If I had an af- uh, offer to um how to create a high converting landing page. But it's not something like you woke up the morning going, oh, I need this information. And I ran an ad to you for that. And the ad went directly to the sales page. You'd be like, I, it just like, I don't need this. But if there were, but if we backed it up and explained why that was important with videos or with, Um, maybe a free PDF or something, and then eventually took you to the sales page for the purchase, then you are more likely to purchase because now you understand the value, you understand who I am, why I'm selling it, why it matters to you. But if you just put a purchase in front of someone without warming them up, without context, then that really can be very much wasted ad dollars. Mm-hmm. That's where having a clear plan and strategy is so important because you want to your offer, excuse me, <coughs> might be mm-hmm. just right for them, but just asking them for the purchase right off the bat is too soon.
0: And I, I also realized that there are two kind of ads, which is picture and videos. So which one, which converts into buyers the most? Mm. Which one do you think?
1: It's a great question because it's a test. So we have run both. Video is king. And the reason why video is so valuable is because people really get to know the person or get to know the offer or they, yeah, they understand the process better. So both are important, and we test both. Facebook has a statistic, and I believe it's the statistic. It's that if you'll see just 10% of an ad, excuse me, just 10% of a video, if someone will watch just 10% of a video, they're 80% more likely to buy. That's mammoth. And so we want to put videos in front of people. If you're doing a physical product, it's good for people to see the process of it, so that they like they get a feel for what the product can do. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, if you're like working with a med spa um, or massage therapy or something, if someone can see it in action, then and just have a video clip of that, it can make a big difference. If um, um, having having a video of the speaker of my client. Um, talking and um, having some action in the video makes a big difference. So video is so important. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. So when can we use picture?
1: You know, um, pictures, what I found, even even just this week again, that we'll run video and images, but the images sometimes will bring in a lower cost per lead. So Mm -hmm. we run them both. Not at the same time, but in different as a test, we'll run ads with images of the, um, let's say, of the client, and then we'll run a video of the client. And then we see, we look at the results, which one is doing better. So actually, both are important to run.
0: Wow. And I also realize they are videos, ads, ads, videos. How do you call that? Video ads. <laughs> they are two kind of videos, you know. One is the video that is kind of like when you see on TV, right? Like with these fancy stuff, fancy edits. And another one is like when they just hit the record button and just talk. Mm-hmm. They walk around. So And I, I noticed that it's kind of like a new trend now when they just talk to the, pe- to the camera. Is that a new trend now?
1: It is, and it can work really well because people feel like that person is more relatable. So I've had videos where it wasn't a high production, it wasn't a professional production, but the videos brought in literally millions of dollars. Ooh. Yeah, millions of dollars are <laughs> attributed to that video. So those are sweet when you can get them. Um, the you know color is important, the background is mm-hmm. important. Um, having captions on the video so that people can see what they're saying is important. Um, it, they don't have to be expensive videos, but sound is crucial. If people can't mm-hmm. hear it, it, sounds scratchy to them. They'll just be like, no. Nah. Um, lighting is really important <laughs> because if you look dark and scary, um, if you have backlighting behind you, it's that video isn't going to do well. Um, being animated, having the face be animated, raising the eyebrows, being animated. But, you know, coming across the getting a video that produces well is just literally gold. It's just, it's just money in your pocket. But it takes testing to figure out which video people will respond best to. So in answer to your question, can it be just an iPhone? Yeah, that can work well. It isn't, um, but the quality and the sound and the lighting are so important. Sometimes those work really well because there's movement behind them. And Mm -hmm. what doesn't work well is when someone just gives me a video of someone sitting at a desk, and the i'm laughing because i you know i'm sitting at a desk but i'm <laughs> but it's just a video of someone sitting in a desk there's no real movement and if if a client gives me that or just like they're standing they have a a white wall behind them i just know we're in trouble like it's just not going to convert well because there's no interest because you've got to grab attention within those first really two seconds, someone's making a decision, am I going to hang here and watch or not?
0: So it all comes down to having more movement. I mean, move a lot. So, you know, because it's video, so people like to see uh, something that moves, right? It's visual. So that's why we have to move a lot, right? Yes. All right. So what's your number one tip to make Facebook ads profitable?
1: Um, have a plan and a strategy. So a plan. yeah. Yeah, just if you're just throwing things up and like spaghetti on a wall, you're not gonna really be able to understand whether your offer works or not. <coughs> Excuse me. Um you're not gonna really be able to discern whether the offer is good and worth putting more money behind or whether it's, it was just your ads and you just didn't test enough things to see whether it works or not. So you might have a great offer, but because your ads weren't testing the right thing at the right time or the right audiences, you don't really know and you give up too soon and that, that can often happen. So getting getting help to get that strategy can be so helpful.
0: So have a plan, whether it is about money, about targeted audience or about copy right right copy in the ads yeah yeah Mm -hmm. all right michelle we are close to an end today so what's the final takeaway that our listeners will really get from our chat today
1: so facebook ads are worth doing if you have a great offer (laughs) and you've tested it organically you know reach out to me i'd love to be able to chat with you to see um, if you know, what your next steps in what your next steps are and what that would look like. So if I can support you in any way, make sure and reach out at Michellebridger.com. So MichelleBridger.com and um, you can schedule a time on my calendar if you know if if you're really ready to ramp up your Facebook ads and looking for more support on that. Um, and in just in general, you know, when you have a great offer Facebook ads do work in most situations, not all, but in most situations. And so um, of all the different ways that you can do paid ads, I believe that Facebook ads is the first place to start. And um, yeah, that's why I love them so much and love (laughs) what they can do for your brand, how powerfully they can make you and how quickly they can make you a well-known name.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's it's more cheaper, right? It's much cheaper than the Google AdSense, is well, it right?
1: So there are different approaches. So sometimes Google AdWords are the best way to go. It has to do with what people are searching. So in Facebook ads, they're not they're not doing a search for you. You just happen to come across in their newsfeed. But so what you're doing is you're giving value in Facebook ads. So you're targeting your ad, let's say, to someone who wants to um, increase their conversion rate of their Shopify store. And so you're targeting people who have e-commerce stores with your ad, not everybody, but just with your ad. And then you're giving Mm -hmm. great value, like you do this, you do that, you do this. And if you want more training or you want to purchase more from me, this is then you lead them on the breadcrumb trail to actually eventually purchase from you. But first, you give good value. And that's what we're doing in Facebook ads is great, valuable training to start with.
0: All right. For the listeners, go check out michellebriger.com and connect with her so that you can learn more from her about Facebook ads. Michelle, thank you for sharing your ideas and insights with us. Really happy to have you here.
1: My pleasure. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much,
0: Asra. All right. And for the listeners, I will catch you another time. All right. Hey, winners. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Michelle Bridger. So visit michellebridger.com to learn Facebook ads and maybe get coaching from her. Right. She's amazing and really smart about this. So. And don't just listen to this episode, okay? Please, please, please implement everything that you just listened today because I believe it can change your business for the better, right? By the way, I just want to let you know that right now, I am writing a book about podcasts where I am going to show you how to grow and monetize your podcast. That's right, grow and monetize. You know, I've asked personally to some of the top podcasters about their struggles and challenges and according to them, these two are the hardest. So that's why I decided to write a book about this and I also will be sharing some strategies on how to get to top 50 on iTunes and how to get over 300 downloads on the first day of launch. It's crazy, right? So if you want to be the first one to get these strategies in my upcoming book, head over to rebrand.ly slash podcast book. That's rebrand.ly slash podcast Book. I'll put a link in the de- description if you still missed it. And you know, I will also do an audio book. So if you join the wait list now, you will get the audio book for free. Yay! So again, head over to rebrand.ly slash podcast book. All right, that's it from me. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate that you stayed until the end i really appreciate that you listen to it and you know that's why you are amazing and that's why you are a winner stay winning
1: hey thank you for listening we hope you can implement everything from this episode and would you like to know more about business strategies and life hacks that you can apply right now if so subscribe to this podcast so you can become the best you